What's good, everybody? Welcome to another installment of Backstage with Eddie Mack. This installment of Backstage is going to be a little bit different. This is my monologue spinoff show for those of you who are regularly listening to this show. Um, but I wanted to spend this episode celebrating my 25 episodes of Setting Stages. I mean, that's 25 episodes where I've been talking to a guest sharing their insights, learning about them, and hopefully you guys have learned a lot from them throughout my journey. I have definitely been learning a lot about being a podcaster, being a journalist, and sharing stories through this medium. I've had a lot of fun doing it, and I've had a lot of learning experiences throughout the two years that I've been at it. Speaking of which, I mean, two years, what the heck? I've only had 25 episodes in two years? Well, yeah, I mean... I've had some hiccups along the way, and as I mentioned, I've been learning as I go along, and I know that I was excited to start a podcast, but I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, I really, really needed to learn how to mess with audio, um, capture the right you know, quality and things like that. I mean, anything from, from audio quality, post-production, uh, interviewing guests, and even... Um, even giving introductions for episodes, like if you listen to episode one through and compare it to episode 25, it's like I'm a different person. I feel a little bit more natural behind the microphone. Um, I don't feel as scripted, even though some of the stuff that I write has to be prepared. I don't feel as um, robotic, I guess. So there's been a lot of evolution in my growth as a podcaster. And I think that my audience has definitely evolved from that based on the feedback that I've received too. Um, it's great to hear and know that people have been impacted in positive ways, the text messages that I get, the DMs that I receive, the comments that I put on uh, that that I get on Instagram have been, um, you know, nothing short of humbling, really, because I've just learned that this is my way of providing some kind of, I guess, positive impact to your day. And uh, I thank you guys so much for being with me for the last. 25 episodes of setting stages. And yeah, I've, I've definitely put out more podcasts than that because, you know, backstage with Eddie Mac is a cool spinoff. It gives me a chance to kind of uh, let loose a little bit and be myself and show myself a little bit more to you, be transparent to my audience. So there have been, you know, in between episodes of setting stages, but of the 25 episodes that are officially setting stages, it's just been a cool journey. And um, those are the ones that I really want you guys to learn from the most because I get to network with some cool people and I hope that you have felt that they're cool too and that you've gained something really relevant in your world. So what is this installment of Backstage with Eddie Mac going to entail? I would like to actually share with you guys just a handful, not even all of, but a handful of some of my favorite moments in my setting stages episodes. So what you're going to hear throughout this episode of Backstage are little snippets of interviews that I've had with different guests and some of the big takeaways that many of my audience felt uh, was the biggest impact um, from the discussion that I had with these guests. So um, you'll, you'll be hearing, you know, people from, you know, from anywhere from my very first episode with Anna Sarau. You're going to hear from my kid Dante when he was 12. So that was about a year ago. And, um, you know, and, and one of my semi-recent episodes with uh, the CEO of a large, you know, multi-billion dollar company. And um, so, I mean, my, my guests have ranged. And if this is your very first time joining me and the audience for Setting Stages podcast. This is a great way for you to catch up and learn what my show is all about. And you'll get to learn a little bit more about me um, and my journey as an audio producer 
and a podcaster and a podcast host. So it's been a change and I hope you guys um, have enjoyed it so far. I'm really looking forward to more time and more episodes with you guys. I have no intention of stopping anytime soon. Um, I might need to take a break here and there, but nonetheless, um, I'll let you know when that happens. In any case, though, hope you guys enjoy this um, installment of Backstage with Eddie Mac, and I'll be giving you a little um, insights in between each snippet that you hear in the following audio. Thanks a lot, guys. That's enough for me. What the hell? Let's go. Backstage with Eddie Mack. All right, this first episode, or this first snippet, I should say, is from my very first uh, podcast episode, and I was with Anna Sarau, and um, this is the very first time that I ever sat down with anyone for the podcast, so it was really cool to have someone like her. She is an event producer, and Anna is known for her work as the director and CEO of Body Rock Dance Competition, which is a big dance competition that takes place, urban dance specifically, around um, San Diego, and it grew to be huge in California, but it has become a worldwide known competition. And now we've got dancers from, you know, all over the globe actually coming to California for her competition. Um, And what she talks about in this little snippet is her, um, how she dealt with negative self-talk and self-image. And so many times, I mean, I've run into it myself where we have these limiting beliefs about what we can or or, or are capable of doing. And uh, it's really interesting how she had this one conversation with someone that made a pivotal uh, mind shift for her in her outlook and the way she approached things. So I'll let her explain. Listen to the snippet. This was from episode number one of Setting Stages. I was quitting everything. I was quitting relationships. I was quitting classes. I was quitting jobs. And when it finally came to the point of me quitting dance class, like I would start a dance class and for just no reason, I would walk out like 10 minutes later. Just no reason. And that's why I finally said, okay, I need to go to do something. And when I, when I was in this therapy thing, this lady had said to me, Anna, before you quit, do you tell yourself you're going to quit? And that was like a light bulb that went off in my head. I was like, oh my God, yeah, I do. I cycle through a negative thought process over and over. It just goes, you're going to quit anyway. Who cares? Why are you even trying? You know what? Just leave. You should just leave now. You should just drop it now. Who cares? Everybody knows you're a quitter. Everybody knows. Look what happened to you. Look, look what you did. Look what you decided. Who cares? You know, you don't have real friends. Over and over and over. Yes. And how powerful your thoughts are. If that is how you think and you're telling yourself how bad you are, how you deserve whatever you deserve and you got, your life is going to reflect that. You know, and it it was a trip for me because she said to me, maybe instead of you saying I have to stay or I have to get better, just say, oh, I wonder what it feels like to stick in a class for 10 minutes, you know, Hmm. or I wonder what it feels like to stick in a class for 30 minutes. And sure enough, I built from five minutes to 30 minutes to 45 to an hour and I stuck in a full class and that domino affected everything else in my life nice yeah wow Mm -hmm. so that's what i learned i number one i learned that your your thoughts 
are so important. You have to be your cheerleader. You cannot be your worst enemy. You have to cheer for yourself when no, nothing else, circumstances, you have to catch it, you know? Catch that, that if you're thinking that way and just say, hey, that's not true. What you're going to hear next is my guest, Gabe Medina. Gabe is the owner and main designer of Eminon Clothing Brand, which is a streetwear brand that's based out of Oceanside. And um, he's a young entrepreneur, super ambitious. And the cool thing about this particular episode when I aired it was that it is still the most downloaded episode in the entire series of Setting Stages. I um, used to I used to have my episodes air on SoundCloud and just looking at the analytics, which, by the way, p- podcast analytics suck right now. So looking at data is kind of weird. But in any case, it's just a side note. Um, I can tell you that Gabe's episode to this day is still the most downloaded episode. And I think a lot of it has to do with how real he is. He holds nothing back. Um, he's very, he's young, first of all. And I think that it relates to a lot of um, what my audience is looking for. And as an entrepreneur in the world of social media and uh, being a creative at such a young age, um, there's so much pressure that goes on in trying to become an emerging streetwear brand when there's so much competition out there. Well, what he answers in this um, in this little snippet that you're about to hear is a question from social media that I asked. And so one of my audience members asked the question, how you get over writer's block? And so, I mean, in this case, he's not a writer, but he is an artist who sometimes r- runs across or comes across, um, you know, setbacks or things that hold him from moving forward in some creative idea. So this is what Gabe does. It's about as real as it gets, and I love his answer. When I have writer's block or like a creative block, uh, I don't try to sit there and create something. What I do is go out and have fun. I go out with my homies. I go out and drink if that's what I like to do. I go out and play soccer if that's what I like to do. I go out and play video games. I go out and hang out with my girlfriend. I go out for a dinner. And I don't think about whatever that block is. You know, I clear my mind for a few days. I go out and have fun. And, and I, don't, I, I don't touch my pencil. I don't touch... You know, my pad, I don't touch my, whatever it is that you're creative with, whether it's dance, I don't touch the dance floor. I just literally live my life and I try to be happy for the next few days. Because after that, I come back and I'm rejuvenated, I'm way more motivated and something great always comes out from it. You know, sometimes it might be that you're just working too hard. Really it. Like, you know what I mean? You could, you could think that's good. Work, working hard is good, but when you're a creative and you're working too hard, it drains you of your creativity. So you always have to take a step back and just have fun. So that's what I do with my creative blogs. That's dope. I, I learned any, something right there, yeah. man. That's Whenever incredible. I don't have anything to do yeah. like, or have any ideas. I literally just go out and have fun. Come back and I'm ready to go. Yeah, you got a pure mindset. Yep. You, you know, you let it out. You let it loose. And then you're coming back with a refreshed, recharged, yep. cool the jets for a little bit and we're ready to work. Yeah, All that's right. how it is. The following little sample that you're going to hear is from Nick Kiyomahavang, and Nick is an old dance buddy of mine. He went through so many different uh, changes in his life. He started out, he and I started out actually knowing each other through the dance community as well. Uh, a few years later, I found that he became a real estate agent. A few years after that, I found out that he was a, f- a marriage and family therapist, and another few years after that, I found out that he was becoming a monk in Thailand. So uh, he's actually in Thailand again to kind of uh, continue his monk 
Monk Journey. I'm not quite sure what that's actually called or what the technical term is, so my bad. In any case, though, he is also the person that taught me the biggest lesson that I learned in 2018. Um, And in this little snippet that you'll hear next, he's going to give you a little exercise that helps you overcome the judgment or the uh, resistance of going with your gut feeling. And uh, sometimes it it takes us to force ourselves to do things that are ne- that aren't necessarily convenient or uncomfortable, and uh, instead we just act on our instinct and just do it, get the hell, get, get it the hell done, and um, it strengthens our spirit, strengthens our mind, and our fortitude in doing things that are uh, uncomfortable, even though they are the right thing. It's not exactly the easiest thing to do. So, um, yeah, listen in on this one. I think this was a super practical and um, applicable little exercise that he shares with you. Enjoy. Here's an exercise that um, will help you guys. It's so simple. Um, Again, make a list of things you know you should do, but you don't. That's it. Things I know I should do, but I don't. Get Get a sheet of paper. Things I know I should do, but I don't, and list them. My list right now would be like clean my car, um, fill up my tank, respond to my email, uh, pick up my socks, um, wash my, whatever. Keep it going as small or big as possible, and your task is to do one item and cross it off. What that does is for you to empower yourself, to bring your power back here. The world, the universe does not care that you pick up your socks, that you wash your car, but what it cares about is when I guide you, can you act without questioning me? So I'm seeing this list of things that I should do, but I don't Mm -hmm. like picking up my socks. Honey, I'm guilty of that. If you're listening, Um, that's on my list. That's the physical world that you're talking about. And then you're saying that if I just for this 30 items on my list, Mm -hmm. I act upon one. One. Yes. What I'm doing is I'm training that inner spirit that you Mm -hmm. just discussed. Yeah. It's uh, training you to listen to your gut intuition. Take out your head, the reasons, all that stuff. Because when you learn how to pick up your socks, when it says pick up your socks, you pick up your socks, you're done. Then these small things will lead up to big things. Because a lot of people want big missions, but what happens and why you do not get them is because when they do come to you, you're going to have that. You're going to be the guy that says, well, what are people going to think of me? Will I have enough money? Will I have enough time? Are people going to judge me? Shut up. You're, you're too weak. Sit back down. You cannot handle a big mission. And what, it's, um, what we're trying to get at is we need people with a backbone, with stamina, who are hardcore, where when you're guided, it says go here, you go. Don't question me. And people can't live at that kind of speed. People can't live at This is where... Pace. Coaches come in and, yeah. um, you know, therapy yes. comes in. Yeah. Um, and this is uh, getting a real uh, backbone and self-esteem. Knowing yourself and not betraying yourself. Hmm. That's it. Don't sell yourself out. And make that as a daily practice. As of today, I did not sell myself out. Yeah. Wow. So simple but so difficult. Now, there you go. So there's some actionable steps that you can actually apply from a previous episode of Setting Stages. So that one was really, really cool. 
the next one I'm I'm pretty excited to uh, to share with you guys once again. This was episode number twelve, where at the time my son Dante, my oldest son, was twelve years old, and so I dedicated the episode to having a discussion with him. And he talked about a whole bunch of really cool stuff. The perspective of a twelve year old is so unique, and um, it's so I don't know. I guess. To some degree, it's so wise um, what children are able to offer in terms of their perspective on things. But 12 years old, I mean, you're right there from becoming a teenager, and he's right in the thick of being a teen right now. And being 13, he's just a different person. So different, in fact, that listening to this clip, I was tripping out at what his voice sounded like versus what he sounds like now. Um, I have a feeling that maybe he might be getting that voice of gold. And uh, who knows, maybe he'll do voiceovers or something like that. That's that's not on me, though. In any case, though, dude, uh, listen to this one. This one's a lot of... Um, this one's very, very interesting because I, I ask him a very specific question that, again, stems from a social media question that my audience member wanted me to ask Dante. So listen in on this one. This one's really interesting. What does happiness mean to you? Happiness. I would say it's a, a different word for a ton of other words, and it's like joy. You're very happy about certain like it's hard to explain but it's a feeling that makes you feel good okay like you got happy moments like what accomplishing something hmm. or it's being happy like how i'm always yeah so you're always happy, right? Yeah. That's what you just said. I'm always happy. Okay. Do you think it takes something to make you happy? By that I mean like does it require something to happen for you to be happy? Mm-mm. It doesn't it require doesn't. anything. It, well, I'm going to say I'm always happy at everything like uh, if something bad happens. Of course. No. <clears throat> Fair enough. But but to be is, happy to be happy, I it's basically anything like it doesn't really take me anything to be happy. I mean, you good, speak. good. That makes me really proud to hear you say that. Yeah. It, I don't think it really does. It, that's my take on it too. Mm-hmm. Is that I don't think it takes anything to be happy. Um, obviously, the important stuff that that surrounds your life, that's the stuff that makes me happy. Yeah. That's for sure. But I think happiness is really like. It's inside of you. It's, it's inside. Yeah. You, everyone dude. has it, even though you don't think it, it's, it's in you. Wow. That right there was a proud dad moment of mine. I'm so glad that I have that on audio for the rest of my life. And he gets to listen on in on that someday when he's a grown-up. And um, just the resilience of a young mind like that, dude. I love the perspective. It really ta- taught me a lesson, and I hope that you guys can kind of share in the same light. So this next snippet that you're about to hear is uh, my conversation that I had with restaurant owner Karlski Kichichu. He currently, uh, he and his brother own three restaurants um, throughout San Diego. The first one that they opened is in Oceanside. The other one is in Point Loma. And they just opened their third location just a handful of months ago in Imperial Beach. And so they are growing massively. It's been an incredible journey for them. What's really cool about Karlski's story is um, what he's going to share in this little snippet anyways is what he does to deal or how he dealt with in the past 
haters, doubters, people who did not believe that he could potentially make something of his dreams to be a business owner. He has owned and tried three different businesses in the past, and they all failed. And um, he just knew that he wanted to be a business owner, but he just couldn't get his foot set right in the place that he wanted to, to pursue business until he became a rest- restaurateur. So listen to what he's got to say about how to deal with haters and doubters, and also how he defines success. What'd you learn from those experiences? Um, I pretty much learned like how not to do something. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I felt at them, but I didn't give up because I learned they, for one, they weren't my passion. For another, it taught me what not to do when you do a business. Hmm. So, so what are the things that you, you know, learned you to ca- avoid? You kind of have to, when you're going to try to do something, first learn how to do it before you... I also still learn that with the restaurant business. You know? Okay. I'm still constantly learning, but, you know, um, and also find out what your passion is, you know, um, and don't give up. Hmm. Don't give up. No matter what, I had so many people tell me when I was going to try to open the restaurant. Okay. Why are you doing this? You already failed doing three other ones. And, it, you know, it did get to me in the beginning, but... I was like, I, I don't care. You, know? you don't have to say their name, but like, so you had a doubters. People I had doubters. maybe like criticize your ambition. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, were they family? Were they friends? You know, um, and, and you don't have to drop names. I'm not asking you to do that. A little bit of both. Okay. And it wasn't that they were trying to be too negative. Maybe they were, but I think they, they thought I was just trying to do something else that was going to fail again. I don't, I guess that is being negative. <laughs> um, but you know, that also gave me the drive to want to succeed even more. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. Because That's good. with people doubting me, I was like, no, nah, I want to, I know I can do this. And I still feel that right now. Like I'm not even close to where I want to be. Huh. Not even close. I'm, you know, everyone keeps saying good job on what you're doing, but, um, I'm not close to where I want to be. So. I, I almost want to ask you now, and maybe I should, like, no, 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 I'm going to save it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to all save right. it. But I but I am going to take note of what you just said okay. as far as you being far from where you want to be, all right? Yeah. Um, and so, so, so it drove you to, like, just push even harder. It did. Yeah. I, you know, something that I've learned, like, just in this podcasting process and, and, like, talking to other people inside and outside of the show, okay, I've kind of noticed that people who have doubt in others – it's usually coming from a good place, you know, as, as much as it sounds negative, like you yeah. explain, like it's kind of being negative. Yeah. It is a negative experience and it's negative words kind of being thrown at you. But I also feel like it's coming from a good place because they're fearful for you to fail. Why are you so unafraid? Uh, I don't know. I think it's, it, maybe I guess it's part of my personality. Um, and maybe I'm, you know, because I also started doing, I was still young, so I had nothing to lose. Uh, but the only way to know if you're going to accomplish something is to try it. I mean, people that say to you, you know, like what you said, they're afraid of the fear of you failing. It's because they're afraid they're going to fail themselves, mm. you know. But if it was that, you know, if it's not going to be easy when you want to do it. But if it was that easy, everybody would do it. And, That's right. You know, so if you want to try something, you have to just get out there and, and just do it. Yeah. You can't go in halfway. You have to go in all in. Like all in. All huh? in. It's always all in. You know, you, you can't... You would know because you sold poker tables. <laughs> and I like to play poker. <laughs> but, you know, you can't do a halfway process because you'll just fail automatically. Yeah. That's so. powerful, man. 
that's a good mentality and, and it's not easy to have that mentality and like persevere through each of those roadblocks right yeah. like you have to navigate you have to try and it sounds like you've been willing to fail that's what's brought you to where you are currently yeah. legit man and i also like the feeling of succeeding so it's like when you when you you know you set a goal for yourself and and you hit it it, it feels good how do you define good. like those those that feeling of success like what what's success that's a that's a good question um, I, I guess you know success for for people will be for everybody's gonna be different because you know everyone sets a different goal whether it's big or small but I think it's more of is whether you reach for that goal whether it's big or small and you actually accomplish it I think that's success yeah you know? so it's small small or big small or big all right, so this last snippet that I'm going to share with you guys is a conversation that I had with Mr. Gary Ridge, who is the CEO of WD-40, that little blue can with the red top on it that you spray your squeaky wheels with. This is the man who runs the entire show for that company, and uh, he shares a lot of great leadership insight. For those of you who are in leadership positions or are called to be leaders in your organization, whether that is in a professional setting or some kind of group project that you might have at school or something like that, these are just some great tips that he shares in the in the entire episode. This specific snippet was based on a question that I asked on how he deals with unanticipated change in his workday. So check it out. You touched a little bit on this, but what steps do you take to uh, to tackle those unanticipated problems? You know, I I don't believe in your hair get, gets on fire. So if we've got something going on and you know if you look it up on our wall here you'll see the decision making process yes so the first thing it says clarify the issue gather the facts refuse to be pressured into a decision ask what risks are involved so you know i think that if any if if a crisis situation or something clarify the issue i mean is this really an issue you know gather the facts a lot of people really feed on fact, fiction, and opinion. And in times of crisis, there's a lot of fiction and opinion and not a lot of fact. So stop. I often say also, if you want the answer now, it's no. <laughs> because we have to take time to think it through. So come off the edge of the cliff. Don't jump. The world's not particularly going to end right now. Let's just make sure before we put all this precious energy we have into something, we know what we're putting it into. And the last one is that I has up there, which I really like, is be wary of advice from people who don't have to deal with the consequences. Hmm. Can you expand on that, please? Yeah, a lot of people will give you advice on 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 projects, situations, but they they are not going to be accountable for the outcome. So you know you have to be wary of advice from people who are not going to be held accountable for the outcome, because then it's just cheap advice. Interesting. Do they have skin in the game? Got it. So they're not, if they're not vote vested emotionally in, or in some way, shape, or form in the accountability of the outcome, no thanks. Well, thank you, oh. but, but, but I, I'm wary of that. I'm, I need to get comfortable with the advice. So that's it. That's what I've got for you. Um, thank you guys so much for listening in for the last few minutes. It's been 25 episodes and two years in the making. I just feel like there's so much more to accomplish, man. I've barely scraped the surface of what this show 
um, has in store. I want to make a huge impact. I want to make a bigger impact. And in, in the two years, I've learned so freaking much. And one thing that I have learned, though, is my appreciation for the audience involvement. You guys have been sharing, um, you know, uh, your favorite episodes on social media by grabbing screenshots, putting them in your stories on Instagram, and sharing links to people via text messages or and the feedback that you guys give me, man, those text messages that I mentioned earlier, they really happen. And it means a lot to me that I'm making a difference in your world. The thing is, I want to make a greater impact. And I think that we as a community of setting stages, audience members and hosts alike can really make a difference of change by spreading the news. This has gained as much traction as it has gained. Um, This has gained so much only because of the audience members who have been sharing. So for you that is listening for the very first time ever, welcome to the show. I hope you made it here because a friend brought you here, but even better if you brought yourself here in your own regard. If you love what you hear, loyal listener or new listener, Please continue to share this. It really helps gain some traction for the show. Also, don't forget to give this a rating on whatever platform of podcast you listen to. I'm everywhere. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Um, I don't remember all of them. Stitcher. I mean, there's so many that this podcast plays on. I don't even know what all the analytics are. And uh, you guys listening, I just really appreciate it when you share your story, or your um, how this has impacted you in your life. And that's the whole point. So thank you guys so much for joining me for the last 25 episodes. I've got plenty more to go. I ain't going to stop. And I hope that I've made a huge impact for you. While I'm at it, while you're at it today, have an awesome one. Make sure you go about your day with purpose, positivity, and passion. Let's go.